0: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Carter Osterhaus, and this is how you sell without selling out. Roger's that. Hi, everybody. I'm Roger's
1: Healy, and welcome to Roger's That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And you're going to notice that my voice is trembling today because I'm not joking. I've had my dad on here. I've had Oscar winners. I've had Hall of Famers. I've had people that have changed the world. Today's guest has literally changed my world as much as anybody in the world, uh, so much so to where we we literally wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for Carter Osterhaus, who um, I knew about back in the day. And I thought it was so cool that a guy with long hair and a great personality could be on TV for being a lifestyle expert, whether it's in carpentry, real estate, fashion, or just kind of being himself. And I became fascinated with the idea of being like Carter. Uh, Fast forward a few years after I found out about him, I was on a bus at a wedding in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, in the middle of the winter coldest I've been in my entire life and I sat down and uh, my back was you know at the front someone knocked on my shoulder and said hey Carter and I said what they go oh my god I thought you were Carter Osterhaus and I was like first of all that's the greatest thing anyone's ever said and then he walked on the bus and for the first time uh, in my life being around celebrity and people of influence I froze literally froze and I've met my heroes in athletics and in music And I froze. And so much so to where 12 years later, I'm literally still nervous because every time I see him or hear his name, it reminds me of a time in my life where I wanted to go and pivot. I was in front of Central Market in 2010, a story I've not told him. And someone came up to me and said, you look like Carter Osterhaus. And it literally made me smile so big that I was on a mission to go and have luscious locks um, and a chiseled jawline. But also I wanted to just do things my way, which is the premise of this podcast. It's how to sell without selling out. So from Michigan Uh, has done everything from uh, modeling for Nautica to uh, being a husband and a dad to a a girl, which is the most important accomplishment ever. But today... We're going to take a deep dive into the world of Carter. I'm really excited that you're here. He's randomly in Dallas. And I was like, well, first of all, we're going to knock out a podcast. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's the intro. And um, hopefully let's let's get people a little bit deeper dive into what has let's been Carter, do it. Carter.
0: I feel like this is great. What great timing. I mean, the world it's always timing in everything right in life. It's always timing. I think that's, you know, that's how I met my wife. Timing. If I would have met her 10 years earlier, we would not be together. Ten years later, we would not be together. Five years, you know, for that matter. So I'm, I'm a big believer in timing. And fun fact. Uh, one of the
1: last times Carter and I ran into each other was at a urinal at LAX. Yeah. And I was flying right. in, and I bumped. I
0: was like, hey, <laughs> hey, what's up? Does your pants? It's, yeah. so, it's so good what, to see you. What's him. going on? I know. It's so weird how we I just, just bump into each other. And yes, Michelle Kwan's wedding was just completely crazy and bananas, and we were there. And, you know, first just going to Michelle Kwan's wedding is just a treat in itself. And then we got to, you know, have this fun, fast friendship. And, uh, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So it's All been great for a decade ago, but
1: yeah. So, so get us to where, I mean, and the, the term OG is so overused, but you really are, you're the OG TV guy for,
0: for what you do. You know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I you know, OG is overused, but there's definitely, you know, uh, obviously OGs, but the, the thing is with my life I, you know, when I started, it was so long ago in in the TV world that I'm still capable of working on TV on various shows. And somehow, some way, my name still holds a little bit of weight, all because of the time that I entered into that world. Right. I was started on a makeover show that was at the height of its success, the height of home makeover shows. And I just hit it at the right time. And, you know, and so I only shoot a couple shows, you know, now today we're working on a couple more. But um. But it's still, it's crazy. It was just like, what a time to be in the business, because now I think people who are trying to get into and break into it have an, it's a lot trickier. Also, again, he, he missed about 20 years
1: of, of success stories, but from, <laughs> from Michigan, he comes from a family of carpenters. They all look like uh, dark-haired Jesus, and uh, not many people move from Michigan to LA and literally you just get spotted. I remember we had lunch a few years back, and yeah. you kind of shared your story at that little cafe mm-hmm. we ate at, and mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of your typical no way L.A. story. Yeah. What, what was kind of the first moment where you got there? Maybe you were, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just like, holy crap, this actually happened for me.
0: Well, I, I think like the, the first time really was when somebody was like, hey, you know, you might be physically strong to move our offices from one studio to the next. And that was the first job that I was able to get thankfully I took that job and I didn't think it was too cool. I was too cool for the job. I didn't think I was above the job and I took the job anyways. I was with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's production company. I didn't know that was it. Um, and from there, he was actually doing the physical labor. I was doing the physical, moving the boxes, moving the boxes. And then some from there, somebody said, you know, I had, I had, I had work for like a year and a half from that particular instance. And then, um, And then from after about a year and a half, somebody in that company had said, hey, there's this show where they need a carpenter. You're always fixing stuff around the office. And, uh, it was a lot faster than most people. That's for sure. And I was very, you know, I was like, I was working at a restaurant too. I remember. And I was like, I'm going to still work at this restaurant. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be true to who I am. I'm never going to quit. Cause I'm only going to do this TV thing for like a year. I mean, lo and behold, I'm still doing it, which is crazy. Now well, I'm like a story restaurant. with like a
1: Nautica ad too, where you became like the yeah. face of sailing and well, the Nautica was much, I mean, that
0: was crazy because Yo, this is did, literal. If I'm fanboying, so you told me the story one time and I was just in my head, I was like, Oh, the Nautica story. The Nautica, well, the Nautica story kind of has a 2 twofer Because one was Nivea And that was a lip balm And that was where I was picked Because uh, to do this shoot in Hawaii Because they needed somebody who could sail And I could sail And then the Nautica, Nautica thing came quite quickly after that Because they knew that I had been able to sail For this Nivea thing That never really saw the light of day And nobody really saw this commercial And and um, But they sent me randomly They sent me to Brazil To shoot this big campaign for Nautica And I was four hours off the coast you know, Almost die. Oh, literally in these 15-foot swells, the yacht who carries all the suits, the people who pay you and the people who make sure that you're getting the right photos, that started on fire. Our boat did not. They said, keep sailing. And this was the boat that Brazil uses in their National Cup for the sailing competitions around the world. And um, And no life jackets on the boat you know no nothing you're 4 hours offshore you're in 15 foot swells and you're like if this is where i go i'm i'm okay with it you know cuz i was like this is just such a life changing experience i'm not going to freak out i'm not going to like you know get myself all pent How old up were you? I mean, this was a while ago. So this was, I was, I was probably 30, um, you know, and, and, um, and, but it, it, I just felt like this was such a, I've had so many, you know, with the things I've done, I've been so fortunate and had so many great life changing experiences where when the other things come up in life, you're like, okay, I can, I can figure this out.
1: Was that hard though? I mean, obviously with the premise of the podcast, like someone Mm -hmm. like me, I didn't have, whether it's luck or success, I didn't have that really kind of ever. My stuff Mm -hmm. was a different kind of grind, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you grew up. Just with the Norman Rockwell childhood, you got, you know, siblings and you got the Michigan childhood and you go from being, you know, not sheltered, but wholesome to to thrown into significant success. And at a young age, in your 20s and your Hmm. 30s, was
0: that hard to go and capture that quickly without, you know, letting it get to you? Well, you know, my dad was always a big believer in like, first off, we worked our tails off. Like growing up, we did not. You couldn't sit around our house. You couldn't sit there and and watch a movie. You couldn't sit there and watch cartoons or play video games because my dad was just such a, he was like, if you're sitting around, you could be working, you could be doing something to better yourself. And so growing up that lifestyle, it definitely made you work for what you, what you, you know, you want and what you want to have in life. And then my dad was always like, he was a motivational speaker, still is to this day. And he, he just he was really good at both my mom and my dad great at raising us you know my dad was i say the tough love my mom was always the the real love the heart love and um and you know my dad was always like you know people why people don't have success is because they they they're scared of success you know because people get scared of it when it's there right when it's right in front of them and that was a life lesson that i still take to this day um and um because i do believe that when people find success that's right around the corner it's hard for them to take full advantage of it and grab it because they get scared of it. And they're like, that's not my comfort zone. That's where I'm going to shy away. So to your point, to your question, when things started happening, not that I was, look, I think luck is with everybody. Everybody has a bit of luck wherever they land, whether that's good or bad. And, and, um, but I think when you're, when, when stuff started happening in my life, I was like, man, I, well, I have been working my tail off my entire life. And why should this happen to anybody else? Like, I think I'm up for the job. I'm very blessed and I appreciate it. Um, that doesn't mean I, you know, I, I still respect it and I have so much gratitude. But I also think, like, it's got to happen to somebody. Somebody's what about gotta, the fame part? I mean,
1: again, L.A., you can't go to McDonald's without like, running into well, somebody. Well, the fame part's different because
0: I still, I'm not, you know, I'm not Tom Cruise or somebody like that. So it's like, I don't, I don't like, I, I consider myself, when we started working on Train Spaces, it was like this hit show, right? It was the biggest show in the U.S., and uh, especially for building. And And I remember being on that show specifically, and some of the designers would be like, oh, we're so cool. And I'd be like, slow down. You guys are on a TV you know makeover show it's a, it's on cable like don't think you're like don't don't sell out you know and um i know a lot of people did do that and uh that was always frustrating to see because fame can get to people go to people's heads really quick and and um and it was unfortunate to see too but you know i don't just i don't i'm not upset with them i just know that that's what happens with a lot of people did you know what you were doing when you were doing it Knowing that you were,
1: you're, I mean, you're paved, you are paved the way literally for me. I literally wanted to be on television because of you and John
0: Cusack. Uh-huh. Um, but more so because of you. <laughs> right. Did
1: you realize what you were doing? Obviously. No. You,
0: yeah. Still don't. Right. I, I still think of it like it's a job. Like, we're working on a show right now, Great Christmas Life for ABC. 11th season. 11th season. And it's crazy. It's like people are like, oh, my God. You know, they get so excited because there's this unique group of people who love to decorate their homes. And this is our 11th season shooting it. But for me, it's like, it's a job. Yes, it's a job. I'm not digging a ditch you know but i dug plenty of ditches so it's it's definitely i love it um but at the same time it's um it, it, i i love doing it but it's still a it's still a job and then a
1: good lead into the next question and again husbands girl dads here you obviously there's sacrifices that go with it too and i think success can eat you up inside unless you yeah. keep perspective like like carter here but you know, it's, it's Thanksgiving time right now. Um, it's Thanksgiving time and you're on the road yeah. and you're having to go work essentially when other people aren't. What, what is that like as far as keeping the mindset of your priorities, knowing that Mm -hmm. you're actively gone and your daughter's not going to see your dad as much as she wants right now, but
0: part of it, how how do you stay controlled in that without letting get to you? Yeah, that, that's, that's really tough. Like, you know, because with the family of my daughter who's, you know, in kindergarten now, and so it's just like, she's, we always FaceTime a lot and, and, and that is a fun part about it. But I think it's just the mental stability of just saying, Okay, well I will be home. This is only a flash in the pan. This is not gonna last forever. We do a lot of FaceTime. Um and I'm actually sneaking home next week and surprising oh. them all. So uh, so this yeah. will not air until after, <laughs> yeah, so, after the surprise. So um so that's good. So there's you know, there's plenty of that. But again, it's work. You know you have to go out and you have to sacrifice certain things in life. I think life is all about, you know, priorities, where you put your priorities and where you um, you know, and you, you also I think like as the older you get, you have to be flexible, you know, with what you want in life. Cause I know my 29 year old self, there was so much, I would, I would be gone forever on the road working. And of course, cause I was single, but I'm just saying, it's like, you know, now you, you, it's all about your priority list of what you want to do in life and, and where you want to put that. Because, you know, a lot of people change that really fast, by the way, a lot of people changed that when I was 29 and they were still in same TV business that I was doing. And they didn't succeed because they just their family was their priority. Nothing's wrong with that. But they just not that they didn't succeed, but they didn't you know, they didn't continue on in the TV world. And um, that's because they just didn't want to put up with stuff. So so I think it's like always being flexible in your life. Um, I know I sure am because I change all the time like a chameleon, you know, but is but staying true to yourself. Did you remember the first time that you had an experience like a
1: typical Hollywood you got to be kidding me experience where somebody was maybe trying to compromise your values
0: or. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, Hollywood is, is a interesting place and there's plenty of, there's plenty. I, I, you know, compromise the values is one thing. Um, that would probably be, uh, you know, one of my first girlfriends, uh, where I, I just felt like, Oh wait, what are we all doing in this fishbowl? You know, why are we trying to like, just, you know, are we trying to climb that ladder? Is everybody trying to do that? Uh, that was never me, never me. Like I, you know, I'd love to go to a fun party with lots of celebrities and I have a lot of stories of them, but I wouldn't sit there and wait on the streets for it because that was not me where, you know, so, so that was definitely like uh, a moment where I, I realized that, you know, um, don't have to sacrifice or sell your soul to.
1: But do you feel like, get, get, and again, <clears throat> not being a sellout, not being a punk. Mm-hmm. You, do you think there's a little bit of a game you have to play to stay
0: not relevant, but to yeah. stay connected? Yeah, there definitely is. But again, I, I don't. I think people can still play that game without selling themselves out. You know, you don't have to. the The person that irks me the most and gets to me the most is that sellout. The people who like sell out in their life, that's the most frustrating person for me. as a person that I'm not gonna hang out with. That's a person that's probably not gonna I'll be, you know, friendly with you, but that you know, for the most part, you I think I'm a good judge of character. And when I see people, I feel like when I just wanna, you know, I can notice if they're, you know, giving me a line of BS all the time or half the time, those are people who genuinely don't want to really hang out.
1: How do those people even make it out there? I mean, obviously it's in it's in real estate, it's in entrepreneurism as well, but
0: well, you 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 realize that the shelf life is not long because the authenticity of somebody trying to really, you know, uh stay uh stay, you know, relative and if you don't have some shed of authenticity, your name people are going to know, people are going to find out and it just it's hard to work with that person. So So, and it just is not something that you can really keep up, you know, people trying to keep up that face and that front of, you know, lies and whatever it's, that's, that's tough. And then you see, they usually, it's a sort of like a sacrificial, uh, they have a, you know, they, they're not able to keep up themselves. Did Did you find yourself living kind of on an island? We're, we were just- um, fortunately, I have a lot of family out there, a lot of friends, um, that moved out there at the same time. And I'm still, you know, really good with all these friends to this day. Uh, a lot of guys, In um, LA. yeah. And so we stayed friends. We got some guys like from the Midwest, some guys from LA, some guys from Michigan, um, that we're still really good friends. And we all sort of kept that, um, you know, we do like ski trips and stuff like that, that we all get together on like once a year. And, um, so that was, that was a blessing. And, you know, um, that, that, that was definitely a good thing. And plus, I have a lot of cousins out there. I'm a, I'm a big Mexican family. We have, we have a, lot of, a lot of family out there.
1: Fair. Yeah. Okay, a double-sided question. Uh, finding balance before being a family man, finding balance now. What was it like, you know, strategically for people that are watching this? Maybe they're in the celebrity space. Maybe they're a social worker. But, you know, the life, that, the life change that happens when we get married, obviously it's the most welcomed adjustment ever, and a kid is way different. But what did you do to stay grounded when you just, oh my God, another, you got to be kidding me. All these things start, start to happen. How did you stay grounded and stay balanced throughout the first journey of success?
0: Um, I I would think it's uh, the people who are around you, surrounding you, you know? I think it's like, you know, your family, your friends, they'll keep you level-headed. I have two brothers, like you said, and an older sister, and they're all in the, the, the building space. So there's never a shortage of, like, Monday morning quarterbacking, you know? Like, they would just sit there and come on and just be like, really? Why'd you build that? Why did you do that? And that, for me, you know, my biggest... You know, if you hold on to something that what's your biggest fears in life? Is it like most people it's being vulnerable, vulnerable to a certain degree where they just vulnerable is there's a lot of variations for that. But if you're vulnerable because you felt like you've hurt somebody else. And my thing was like, I never wanted to be a I don't know what you'd say, a dick. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't ever want to be a dick to people. That was my one thing that I ride on. Um I don't, you know, the, 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 you know, the life's too short. It's like, why, why would you want to do that to other people? So I, when it's, if I ever was in my life, I would always, and that comes back to you. That hurts, you know, that hurts. So, And again, when you have some sort of success, then you can start to be addict to people, right? And that's where it starts to show up. And I always realize, like, that's one thing that I don't like. That's a feeling in my heart that I don't love. So, all right, well, let's change that. Let's not do that. Let's not be, you know, rude to people or feel like you're better than. And uh, again, just family. Um, Back to the TV stuff, and then we'll transition to the most important part
1: have you seen it change pretty i remember when i lived in la for a very brief time again um difference between the two of us is he found success out there and i didn't but um, reality TV was on the precipice of being something. Mm-hmm. And I remember everyone was like, it was this new thing in 2002. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, what, what have you seen evolve? Whether it's Carter, the business person, the entrepreneur, the, the talent. What's been the biggest change that you've seen over the last, you know, decade or two?
0: Well, I mean, reality TV was huge. And even, you know, growing when I was in <laughs> somebody in my in my world, it's like lifestyle world. You like to say it's non uh, scripted. Or what is unscripted, unscripted, unscripted yeah. reality, so it's not like um, it's not like reality, like The Bachelor or something like that. Like that's not like our which w- we'll be with him in twenty minutes, which I know. will. Yeah. and no fault to that because there's. It, but I, you know, there had been moments where they had asked me to do stuff like that, and I've always said. Uh, no. Sidebar: Were you named at any
1: point People's Sexiest Man Alive? That,
0: well, that was like when it was a short. Yeah, short. Not that was a long time ago, though. That was a long time ago. But like, so I'd. I'd made that choice to not continue that uh, that uh, in that space of reality TV. Because I feel like what I do, fortunately, I know a lot about building. I've been building since I was 12 years old, uh, designing. Like That's, I feel like I can still offer people. I feel like the biggest change is the social media change, right? The social media, how much are we willing to give up of ourselves on social media? That's the real change. And somebody my age has a real sort of, it's a tough balance. Because, you know, my agents, managers are always like, come on where is it where is that where are the goods you need to produce you need to produce i'm just not that great at that and um but i know people want they have interest in it i'm not because well, uh, it gives them access to you it gives them access to you but look if we were the first people who had people had access to in the beginning right you know 20 years ago on a makeover show people had access to us to some degree um but now it's like with social media that's sort of the biggest clearly like the the biggest change because you think like all right I mean, they're like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit there and take my shirt off and be, like you know, pose and pictures and try that. But I do want to give content. And but then at the same time, I still want still want to have a private life. I still want to have somewhat of a private life. And that's the real balance it's impossible. in my
1: world. And then you you haven't gotten—I got addicted to the social media drug right when it came out because it was a way for me to make money. But you were good at it. Well, but I don't know if it was that. It's just that I had nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Right. And I knew I was going to be myself online, but— Mm -hmm. Every time I would put a post on social media, I would get a lead. I was like, this is fantastic. And then it became a drug, and I married someone who has a private Instagram account, which is still, (laughs) I I get it, but it just, you know, the important things to her will remain important. But is that a battle for you? Where you're like, okay, like our businesses, we have to compete with people Mm -hmm. that are younger than us, that have a different background. But if you're not staying ahead of them, you know, we could get we could I mean, look, you know, when
0: I got married, I got married uh, 11 years ago, and I was so lucky the person I, I married because... She kind of keeps me grounded, too, in a way where she's like, really, you're going to share that? You know, why are you sharing that? Because she's pretty private as well. And and she's in, you know, she's the movies. Right. And that's and she wants that. She wants to stay private. She doesn't want to like, you know, like Abby, like she doesn't want to like go out there and and really show off to everybody. And so that's helped quite a bit. And to your point, is it difficult? Yeah, it's really difficult because, again, in my world and your space, too, it's like. We do have stuff to offer people, and social media provides those platforms. But when you're competing against, you know, 25 year olds, and, and it, it becomes like a struggle. You're like, what am I doing? I'm just like, wanna does any party want to do
1: any party want to do a coordinated dance? Um, um, and then maybe you become a, a viral sensation because oh my god, Annie can dance. Well, I want to. I, I wish I was on
0: Broadway. I do. I, really? really? Oh yeah. I can wish, you sing? I, no. I mean, I not really well, but you can. I, I really not wish, really well. No, no. Damn it, he's good I at wish, everything. I really that was my one thing that I wish I had with that direction. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then who? Golly, who plays on your Pandora station? Who?
1: What are you more of like a? john mayer type or more of like a dave Grohl type what's the oh
0: in my music yes. catalog oh i mean music catalog goes deep i mean i'm i'm i think growing up like no no who do you like the the musician not who do you like as a fan what's uh, um i mean i don't know i don't know like i i feel like that's that's, Come on. that's a tough that's a tough sell If you, were, you if you were to play one song live what would it be I mean, probably. I don't know. I'm I'm very into LCD sound system right now. So um, wow, yeah, like uh, <laughs> uh, Lebanese curve. blonde. No, that's not. That's Thievery <laughs> no, Corporation. That's Wait. Uh, that, that's, um, that's Thievery Corporation. Yeah. But I'm I'm very into them right now. I'm very into like. Uh, there's a lot of French random music that Phoenix? I got into. No, um, no Fav. Do you know them? Do you mm-hmm. know Christine and the Queens? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Lucius? They're great. I feel like those two women have the most beautiful voice so, in the world right now. Sultry, soulful, enriching yeah. music with lyrics. Totally. Michigan. But then I was told that you're not supposed to write a song with a story. Did you have you heard this stuff? No. You're not supposed to write music by starting with a story. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's the dumbest thing ever, because like even in design, when we're designing something, you want to start. People are like, "Oh, how do you start a design?" You're like, "Well, you start with the story, and you start with like the background, that, and then you start painting that picture." But that's, that's somebody. But I, I agree with you. But this was somebody from literally not that long ago, like, probably like four months ago, and he was a writer. See, that's a whole, but that's a whole different world. And I think yeah. that music. Uh, and please follow us on
1: cool. Roger's music tour for. More information on that, but music is a story, yeah. and, and like real estate is a story. You're, you're a story, and I think that that's the problem with right now is that our daughters, I feel like this insatiable need to save music mm-hmm. because, like the song The Wait by the band, Yeah, I think that's the greatest, that's my favorite song of all time, potentially. Is it
0: really? Because it's just
1: such an easy story to follow, and you can close your eyes and be like, okay, I know what's going on in here, but now music, it's so just empty. Uh, it's so empty
0: yeah. Because you want music Like it's like Now you hear like um, You know Like if you said Well do you listen to country I don't listen to country But like Chris Stapleton I'll listen to And I don't even know How much country that is But his voice is You know There's there's soul in that Yeah Right And that's what you Kind of want to listen to and um, And I feel like Yeah we have gotten away From that in a big way in a big way and that's that's so fundamentally wrong that's why you don't love social media because you love the purity
1: of what you've done and you love the fact that when you're doing something you're doing it because it's you right and amy's the same way and his his wife amy smart is a very successful uh, entertainer actress who has also remained true to believe it or not her roots from michigan yeah which uh maybe to get to the amy part how did y'all meet two people in la wildly successful independent people not needing anybody, both from a small town in Michigan. No, no, she's not from there. She's, oh, I thought her family lived no, no, across
0: the lake from your they family. They do. They moved there before we even met, which was the craziest thing. Again, timing goes in and everything. But we met out in L.A. for the, working for the Environmental Media Association. It's a nonprofit out there. And uh, we both are on the board for, for Emma. And uh, that's what we call it. And we were building a school playground together and Car- we got with Carter's kids. No, this was different. This is Yeah. And so this is different. And so we both got, uh, paired up to do it. And we kind of went out to lunch. We talked about Traverse city. Uh, fast forward a year later. Uh, we see each other in Traverse city. We were both single at the time and it just kind of connected that way. Fireworks. I mean, it was crazy. And her, so her parents randomly moved to Traverse city, uh, maybe at that point, 15 years before that point, And out of the blue from LA, so it, it makes no sense. It's it's really tough to follow because it is tough to follow. It's not a story that I've heard it many times. Usually, parents move there afterwards or whatever. But so it's called it's meant to be. It's, yeah. It's so serendipity. We, so so we were really lucky, but um,
1: yeah, we were really fortunate. So 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 to, to the bigger picture goal you all have as parents and and leaders and influencers is about you know, energy efficient solutions and, you know, tying it into Carter and Amy, the entrepreneurs, maybe let us know a little bit about, what what path that's taken and and how you're actually actively pursuing that now yeah
0: i mean so we've been really big with the environment working as much as we can how we can where we can uh with different organizations mm. we start a um an eco-friendly uh mattress company which is so random what's it called it's called smart house collections i like it so smart house collections we sell a mattress that is um it's uh the majority of it is latex and uh natural cotton uh wool and so and it's a phenomenal sleep i mean you will sleep on this and you will have this mattress back in the day you used to carry a mattress around everywhere you go it was heavy you'd lug it around now people like just give away mattresses they throw them away and that's the saddest thing because those things go to the landfill they're uh, they they never decompose um the stuff that mattresses are made out of are hot can be highly toxic and you're, you don't want to ingest that, you know, when you have so much time of your life spent on your mattress, why would you ever ingest that? And, um, so ours does not, um, we don't off gas. Uh, um, there's no, you don't have to worry about, uh, pollutants getting into your body. So you,
1: you, you needed this. You had a problem and you guys literally created the
0: solution. We, we think we, I mean, we think we did There's. I mean, there's so you know, as a builder, I was always, my dad was always really big on like, okay, how can we build without just taking away from the environment? And it was weird like that. It wasn't like so... In your face about it But enough to realize that Like oh we're chopping down A bunch of trees How can we make sure We don't destroy the planet So that's kind of where It really started And um, it's continued And Amy and I Try to practice that As much as we can We're not perfect by any means But um, we still You know do it every
1: day By the way All American Family Also has a winery In Traverse City yeah. Called Bonobo uh, After
0: yeah. a monkey Yeah at the, the ape. ape Yeah the ape Because they're a social species So I, I Trying to name a winery Is harder than naming Your kid And so a problem that we should all have (laughs) one day. (laughs) One day, no. So, but uh, people are like, Michigan? Why Michigan? Well, it's great fruit bearing region where we're at. um, A lot of the old uh, cherry trees are turning into vineyards, and uh, there's about 60 wineries in the area in northern Michigan. And we play really well in the international circuit with our Rieslings and our Chardonnays. A lot of the whites do really well. And uh, we anyway, we named it Bonobo because we wanted we didn't want. When I would go to a winery, I felt like, oh, you're going in, and I don't know enough, and I'm feeling like a little uncomfortable and nervous. So we thought, like, what is something that's a social spe- social, and how what is that word? And then finally, we landed on bonobo, which I had never heard of before, but it's a cousin to the chimpanzee. Uh, it's an ape, and uh, instead of the chimpanzee, which fights for territorial rights, the bonobo, though fun to say, it's. Um, it, it's very social. And so they don't fight for her. What all do you have going I mean, like what other ventures are
1: you involved in? A TV, hosting a TV yeah. show, just renovated a barn for another TV show. Yeah, we just host a So we
0: might do another show with my two brothers and my sister. We're, look, we're talking to some networks about that, which wow. would be fun. That would be really fun. I mean, you know, my brother and uh, one of my brothers and, and uh, so it would be fun. We all come at it at a different aspect. My oldest brother is, very loud and just slams things together. My other brother is very, he's quiet, but he's really good Tyler. at what he does. Tyler. Yeah. My sister's an interior designer, works for some of the biggest names in L.A., and she doesn't spend one day on Rodeo Drive. Right. You know, she's like she's like just a hustler, a worker, mm. and she has three girls, and she's just, you know, really fun to be around. So um, so that would be really fun to do. I'd like that. What, what is, uh, a, a cliche question,
1: What is left? <laughs> uh, but I'm serious. I mean, like in the world of accomplishments, other than dominating parenthood and and, wow. and being a husband, literally what's left? I think there's a ton of stuff. What? I mean well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll I have no idea. What else, I mean, what else has interested you? And, and and again, I know we've we have we have been trying to figure out something to do, yeah. whether it's T V or right. or um, you know, raising money or whatever. But what else excites you that is? Even I think left? it's
0: uh, I mean just there's so many things. I mean, last night, Amy and I were having the biggest conversation. We had probably an hour conversation on the phone of like of how the people's responses and where they come from. You know, it's just like where how do people and why do people respond the way do, do they do? Are they charitable people? Or are they why are they not charitable people? I mean, so I think there's probably some way Amy and I are going to try to figure out something to go down that road. I did just do a I, <laughs> this is so funny. I, this was great. One of my buddies. I had a lot of concussions when I was a kid. Uh, I played football. I played rugby. You can probably tell. I'm sometimes I'm a little yeah. slow. He's um, like, hello, I'm Carter. It's like, nope, yeah. yeah. And so uh, and so this guy, my buddy, was doing this um, this um, what's called a wavy test where they put the skull cap on you, and it has, like, you know, 56 points that like it out connects. Of, like stranger things? Like out of Back to the Future. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, and, and he starts asking you questions to test all your ability upstairs, and um, that – Again, who doesn't want to have that test? Because it 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 just gives you a clear indication of where your brain is at. Not clear, but like you know, I I feel like that's kind of the biggest. I don't know if that's you're going to start trying brain test. I don't know. I feel like it's just so interesting. By this little test, he was able to clearly identify where my concussions were, and. Not how long ago they were, but where they were, and they were on on this side, on the front and the back part, and see like the brain working overtime in other directions. That was a that was a big sort of, and and he was able to tell me how certain people are able to, you know, with your alpha, beta, theta, whether you're able to uh, be able to calm down more, whether you're able to um, meditate easier than others because you have high theta waves. Um, Wait, crazy, way over my head. Wait, I mean something that I feel like. I don't know. That kind of. Well, but it, it,
1: but it excites you. And yeah. obviously if there's something there
0: with passion, you got to, you know, you
1: got to chase it, which you've done. Um, advice. Again, uh, a Midwestern guy or North, Northeast, Michigan, Northeast. Midwest. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Midwestern guy uh, comes to Hollywood. You know, your life is, your life is a movie. Yeah. You're literally life is a movie. What's the advice you give to somebody, whether they're in your shoes now or they're trying to, you know, be their own version
0: of you? Oh, geez. Um, it's sort of, you got to say when you're first moving out there, you got to say yes a lot. That's the hard part. So not the crazy parties. (laughs) Well, you could say yes to the crazy party, crazy parties. Just don't Don't go to your parents party. Um, I think it's, uh, um, being open to trying new things. Um, I know this is kind of a random story, but I had a friend who went out there at the same time as I did. We both drove the U-Haul truck out there. Penske, actually. And we uh, had the car on the back. And um, he um, he didn't have as much success as I did. And I kind of attributed it to I was always willing to be open for whatever. Because I knew I was like, there's so much. I didn't go out there for TV, first off. I went out there for a nutrition job. And so that was the other thing. And then TV kind of took over. But um, I was much more open to... Um, networking to chatting to ideas to opportunities i think that's you just have to be here you have to especially when you're first starting out i mean then and and networking is the number one thing networking is huge If if you want to make it into anything it's really about who you know how you know a little luck a lot of grind and um you know you're gonna have a, you i still have so much so so much of where people are like oh that idea that's horrible that sucks that's ridiculous there's there's a ton of that in hollywood and you're gonna you have to wear have thick skin um and you have to be ready for a lot of change because uh, that's that's the name of the game
1: well bringing the grit i think is a, a superpower of yours because i think yeah the world is full of weak people and when you get out there and someone tells you no no matter how early on it is, I think that it could uh, be the best or the worst thing that ever happened. But for you, it obviously was the best thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, your parents raised you however they did. Now it's time for you to, you know, if you're in that age group, you know, now it's whatever age group. Now it's time to, you know, just show it, show it and, and, and put it on your back and figure it out. Uh, because everybody comes from, you know, all different styles. And, and uh, what, do you, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, you know, I, we, so we build playgrounds, uh, that's pretty fun. And we've done, uh, close to a hundred playgrounds all wow. over the U S so Called far. Carter, Carter's kids. Carter's kids. And, um, <clears throat> which is, uh, I think it's, I don't think it's a great name. I think I wanted to change it. You have so many kids. But yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, we build playgrounds all over the U S we've done a ton here in Dallas. Uh, we've, uh, we're just in Charlotte. We're doing one in Honduras. I, I, I do think giving back if you have the opportunity um, that is a big thing. Uh, I love doing that. Um, you know, in today's world, there's not as much fanfare around that. There's a lot more fanfare around being scandalous and having, you know, crazy, uh, big things. And some people are like, oh, you know, well, he's too vanilla. That's why he's not on this show and that show. But I don't mind it. Like for me, I can rest with my head on my pillow, uh, every night being happy where I'm at in my life. And that's the most that's important a good problem. Yeah. yeah. Last question. How do we support you? First of all, the dreaded Instagram
1: handle. What is it? What's your Instagram name? Uh, Carter Oster, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's Carter Oster. Yeah, it's Carter Oster. I think without the house. Um, uh, how do
1: we support you? How do we sort you, you and Amy, whether it's through Carter's Kids, whether it's through Smart House? What, what, what's the best way?
0: I mean, support's a loaded word. You know, it's just like, uh, I mean, it, mainly Carter's Kids. Uh, that's a big thing. You know, we love building playgrounds. Um, that's number one, which is carter's-kids.org. And um, and then um, you know I, I I I don't know if you're looking for a mattress uh, bedding pillows we will we have some of the best if not the best eco friendly mattresses and comfortable mattresses too website website is smarthousecollections.com smarthouse collections so give it Amy Smart Carter Osterhouse smarthouse collections yeah. Um, yeah that's been a fun ride. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I no, love like, you. L- literally, thank you for everything. And mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. The only person I've ever met in my entire life that the more I'm around him, the more ah. nervous I get because it just makes me feel um, I don't know. You just bring out the dreams in me. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. I mean
0: that. I mean that. Well, you know what they do say? But by the way, because you do that a lot with a lot of other people. And you, sh- you know, obviously you, you hold your head high for that. But anybody who's listening, You got to realize there's always somebody who's looking at you. There's always somebody who's looking at you and watching how you step and which way you go. So you can never think that, you know, don't ever think that people aren't because somewhere they are for sure. Um, Thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for having me.